Hi, Jill. Hi, Steve. How are you this afternoon? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. You know, uh, we had that discussion the other day about words that meant see and look and mm-hmm. so forth, and we asked people to submit lists of words that they're interested in. And lo and behold, we have a list. And this one comes from Anna, who is one of our learners in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Now, her list is taken from, I think a lot of it comes from my book. Uh, it's not like uh, the previous list where the learner wanted us to talk about words, you know, synonyms that all mean the same thing. These words are all very different. Right. But I think this, there's some interesting words, so uh, let's give it a try. All right. The first word here is course, C-O-U-R-S-E, as it applies to a full course lunch. What do we mean by a full course lunch? Uh, usually a, f- a full course meal, dinner, lunch, mm-hmm. means... I believe that you get an appetizer, mm-hmm. an entree, a dessert. So you have all your courses. You're not just right. ordering one thing. Well, that's right. We talk about the main course, mm-hmm. which refers usually to the meat or the fish dish. right? So the first course might be a soup or an hors d'oeuvre, and the third course is a dessert. Right. And, of course, I think nowadays people don't eat as much, but in the old days they might have had a four- or a five-course meal. And you can still get those at certain restaurants. They right. have a, a set menu where you can order a three-course meal or a, a more expensive where it's a four-course or five-course. But right. I think in general it's three courses. Right. People aren't eating as much. Right. Now the next word here is staples. And uh, this is a sentence from my book where I talked about France, which had its Mediterranean influence. And the sentence is, with the Romans came the staples of the Mediterranean culinary tradition. Now, are, are they talking about stapling paper together here? <laughs> no, they're not. And it's exactly the same word. So when I first looked at the word and I didn't look at the definition, I immediately thought staples that you use to put paper together, right. staple papers, papers together. Mm-hmm. But obviously she's sort of been studying food. Mm-hmm. And so a staple is something that is a... Basic. Mi- very basic. basic. Everybody from that place eats it. Right. Bread, rice, pasta, pasta, right, right, um, and she asks. She has the word down here, amphitheater. But I, I don't think we need to spend too much time there because I think in every language, certainly where they have borrowed um, Greek and Roman or Latin words, this word is used. Mm-hmm. Let's w- move on to the next one: swear words and <laughs> to swear. Okay, now uh, swear means a variety of different things, doesn't it? Yes, you can. Uh, you can. Take an oath, so you you swear to to do something or to behave a certain way, mm-hmm. uh, or not to do certain things. Um, swear allegiance. Swear allegiance. So promise allegiance. What other words? When because you were married much more recently than I was, weren't you? Didn't you have to swear something at your wedding ceremony? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. Do you swear to take this man <laughs> no. as your lawful? No, 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 no. No, we didn't do any of the traditional oh, vows. We we said our own thing. So, but it, it's interesting to swear is to to take an oath to put your hand over your heart to promise. That's right. And but the most u- the most usual use of the word is in fact to blaspheme. In other words, to say something naughty. Right. Or and, and the sort of naughty swear words generally either have to do with parts of the body or, or things that happen in the toilet right. or have to do with sex. 
or they have to do with religious, uh, you know, taking the name of of a saint or of a religious person in vain. Right. And and we swear when we're angry. Some of us do. Yes. <laughs> and um, and much to my dismay, people swear much more often now than they used to. Yeah, I, I believe that. And certainly, we would never hear swear words on television in the old days. And now, I mean, it's just commonplace. I mean, commonplace. It's yeah. just terrible. And I think we've talked about this before. Swear words are generally some words that, well, really people shouldn't use, but especially non-native speakers. Right. Just doesn't sound very good. You know, I'm glad you raised that because when you're a non-native speaker, you can think that it sounds very clever. Boy, am I ever cool. I'm going to use this Japanese or Portuguese or whatever language, Russian swear word. Boy, isn't that fun? Because you have no sense of how that sounds. It might sound very, very bad. Mm -hmm. And so we recommend at the Linguist at Link, don't use swear words, don't use even slang expressions until you're really sure what effect they have on people and how they're used. Right. All right, then we move on here to stay clear. And again, this is following up on our discussion. The sentence from my book is, a language learner is best to stay clear of idioms. What do we mean by stay clear? To avoid. To avoid. Exactly. So don't don't use them. Right. Countryside. Now, the countryside, you know, we think that's a very ordinary word. It's not obvious for someone who's not a native speaker what we mean. Mm-hmm. What is the countryside? Uh, places that are away from cities, that are out, right. th- that are rural areas. Rural areas, where right. Where there's not a lot of people generally, right. not a lot of action, lots of farming perhaps. Or forest. Or forest, right. actually. In other words, not a built-up area. Right. But it can be, as you say, farms. It can be inhabited by people. It's not a wilderness, but it's not an urban, it's not a city-type right. environment. Um, we'll skip Anglophone. Yeah, Anglophone, Francophone, whatever, people who speak English are Anglophones. Here's one, though. People of all walks of life. That's an interesting mm-hmm. idiom, and, and one that I think the, native, the non-native speaker can use. All walks of life. What do we mean? All f- people of or from, we can say, um, all different socioeconomic backgrounds, religious backgrounds. Professions. Professions. So people who have had different experiences. Right. So, um, colloquialisms, again. We're talking a lot about slang and idioms and so forth. Again, colloquialisms... What are we referring to there? Well, s- slang, g- generally. Right. It's Expressions that have become common in certain... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It can even be different in different places within the same language. Again, difficult for the non-native speaker to master. Now let's move on. Overly. Overly. Here the phrase is an overly complicated written style. So if you do, if you over overdo something, right. or you write in an overly complicated manner, right. it means that you're um, tr- doing it to the excess. You're doing right. too much. Two would that fit? Two. T O O two. Overly equals two. Two. All right, there, there go. we go. Uh, the students were judged as much on their ability as on the actual content. So equally. Equally. That's right. As much as, as much, you know, equal. 
these uh, different words for comparison, equal, better than, less than, these are words that, that are always a little different in each language and it takes a while to get used to them. Uh, when you see them in link, save them mm-hmm. and see the different ways that they're used. And something like as much as uh, I find people use use incorrectly a lot, mm-hmm. you know, as much as, as and as, mm-hmm. they will often leave out one as or, so I think they are, that's a very useful However, here, of course, it was the students were judged as much mm-hmm. on their ability as on something else. So the as doesn't have to come right, right immediately after, after much. But it has, but it has to, to come to be there. somewhere, yeah. Absolutely, because we're comparing two things. Mm-hmm. Bristling, bristling with irony. Full of irony. Full of irony. When I think of bristle, I think of a porcupine. Yeah. <laughs> right? A porcupine is a little animal that has these needles that stick out when it's aroused or angry mm-hmm. quills and those are bristles and we think of the bristles of a brush mm-hmm. so bristling and bristling with irony is basically uh, it's it's what do they call them uh, collocation in other words people often say bristling with irony we don't say f- we might say full of irony but bristling with irony because the idea that irony has a little sharp needles in it because mm-hmm. we're being a little sarcastic exactly so we're bristling with irony so that's a good phrase to use. Plenty. Uh, a lot. Lots a lot, of. Lots of. Plenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, plenty is um, plenty. Lots of. Plenty means enough of, but it implies lots of. Right. So it's not quite as many as lots of or a lot of. Right. Uh, so here again, people just have to get used to it. Uh, plenty. Yeah, you're right. Plenty means enough yeah, of. Plenty. But we talk, uh, you know, the land, a land of plenty means a land of abundance. So, um, yeah, uh, plenty. Overflowing, um, we can talk, well, in the book it talks about this professor who spoke to overflowing audiences. But the, the original image, of course, is what, what overflows. If I say overflowing, what do you think of? Beer. Or li- oh, beer? I think of liquid oh, overflowing. Oh, okay, but beer. That's very interesting. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you think of beer. I don't know. I was going to think of overflowing like a river overflowing right. or the bathtub <laughs> overflowing. But you think of beer overflowing. That's okay. That's... I'm not an alcoholic, I swear. <laughs> All right, that's good. Okay. Um, desultory. Ramble on, continue talking or writing in a desultory manner. Um, basically sort of disorganized. Mm-hmm. It's not a very common word. I think we should forget it. Yeah, you know, I don't even think that I have ever seen that word or used it no. myself. We won't worry about it. Ramble on. Usually refers to people who just talk and talk and talk and right. just never stop. They just go right. on and on and often sing sort of the same thing over and over again. And Isn't there a song about the rambling? There are lots of songs about rambling on, rambling man, rambling. Rambling just kind idiots. Of no. rambling. Well, not so much. Well, yeah, rambling idiots too, but <laughs> people who are rambling, they're, they're ra- the rambler, they're just kind of moving on from town to town with no purpose. Mm-hmm. So when you're rambling on, that means you're talking with no purpose or with no, you know, you're not being well organized. Yeah, you're in, not being you know. concise and getting to the point. Right. And um, let's finish with this last one here. Um, after all. Hmm. 
It's used quite often, yeah. after all. You know, in England they say, at the end of the day. In other words, when all is said and done, when mm -hmm. all is said and done, after all, you know, having listened to all of what you had to say, after all, Actually, you know, I think I would use at the end of the day more often than I would use after all. Oh, really? Yeah. I use after all. You yeah, know? I don't use it very often. So again, I guess it's just a... It's like, you know, give me um, a bigger piece of cake. After all, I bought it. Right. You know? So, all right. Why don't we, we because it's a long list here, we can stop there and then we can do another one with the remainder. Right. Next Should we week. do that? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Jill. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye.